On this episode of Resi Week, we talk CDS Strong, wartime versus peacetime, and helping people work from home. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 219, War and Peace. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Chief, the global leader in commercial AV mounting solutions. Hey, welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. We've got Mark Corbin. He's the president of Vanco. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And then we have Ian Bryant. He is the Vice President of Technology Applications and Workforce over at Cedia. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Hey, thank you, gentlemen, both for being here in the midst of our work from home quarantine. (laughs) And as you can imagine, that will be somewhat the highlight of today's show to some degree. We're going to talk about a couple of things. Uh, First off, uh, just before we jump into the stories, I do want to, uh, again, thank everyone who participated in the work from home uh, conference that we did last week for the residential sector, uh, as well as all the, all the guests, all the, all the presenters, all the people that worked uh, for us or, or with us as Aviation to, to put this on uh, our, our whole team for that. That was a fantastic event. I really enjoyed uh, not only being a part of it, but also just watching the community come together. So thank you all for that. Now, let's jump into something that uh, broke on Friday. This comes to us from CE Pro. <coughs> Cedia is rolling out Cedia Strong, an initiative in response to the coronavirus. Uh, essentially, what this is, is it's a couple of things. It's a community kind of initiative. Uh, Ian, correct me if I screw any of this up, uh, as I'm sure you were briefed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's a bit of a community building initiative, as well as a sweeping array of uh, tools and services to not only empower, educate, and inspire uh, the industry during these times. So there's obviously read through the article. There's some really good points. I do want to highlight a couple of the initiatives before we jump into it. Uh, Cedia has enlisted the services of some financial advisors to share their expertise with. Uh, members in weekly sessions. There is a resource center that features financial, legal, and regulatory information for CD members across the globe. You heard that right. Not just uh, U.S. specific. That's a that's a big tip of my hat as you know, a Canadian, um, as well as everybody else around the globe. There is some new career planning resources available. Uh, Cedia has waived all of their fees on their current online training so that your members and your technicians uh, can hone up on skills during downtime and all that fun stuff. They are also hosting regional roundtables as well as uh, having some Cedia strong marketing assets that are available to you if you want to do some marketing. One of the things that is not a footnote, but it's kind of a footnote at the moment, i.e. it's not set up and running at the moment per se, uh, but there's also going to be a CDS strong fund to provide financial assistance to members in need. Uh, They are going to be accepting donations later this year and hopefully awarding grants to individuals and businesses sometime in 2021. So Ian, since uh, 
you've got the banner behind you. It seems apropos to come to you first. Sorry, Mark. You just have ships. Um, <laughs> I like the ships, but you know this one kind of kind of fits really well to start off with Ian for. Uh, so Ian, first of all, congratulations. This is a fantastic initiative. I love seeing this kind of stuff come together. What 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 started the conversation? If you can speak to that um, internally and. How did you go about kind of developing those, what is it, five or six key elements of this uh, CDA Strong initiative? So we started, um, say, maybe three or so weeks ago when we, when we started rolling out the uh, online education and the webinars, which we're doing twice a week for, that are free um, and doubling up on the podcast. And we thought that that's not enough. We've got to do more. Um, what else can we do? So we, you know, loaded up the COVID resource center, which is on the website, started with the U S and then branched out to the UK, Australia, Canada, India, and Mexico. Um, and just really felt like this is the time when the association can, um, do what we're, you know, what we're here to do, which is support the, not just the membership, but support the industry. Um, so it was really thought um, with leading with with Tabitha, our CEO, uh, and, and some of the other senior management team on what can we provide uh, our members um, at the, their greatest time of need. Uh, right now, you know, we're still dealing with the pandemic, but shortly after that wraps up, we're going to start dealing with the economic downturn of what the effects are. And so not just having the resources for COVID, but going into the financial advice, the career center, um, the, uh, the uh, regional round tables, um, the, the webinars that were, I mean, everything just is trying to get as much information and get as much support to the, the, the members and the industry as a whole right now as we could. Yeah, very good. Uh, Mark, when, when you see this and, and stuff like this, obviously there's been a couple of companies that have, started their own thing. Last week, we talked about One Vision Resources. They had started a, a, a database for uh, COVID resources and things like that in our uh, AV Nations Learn From Home event last week. Uh, we talked about it in a couple of different ways, including our, our wrap-up keynote where we talked about the financial and ap- impact and, and aspect and how specifically U.S. companies can take advantage of things. How important is it for you know, CEDIA as, as kind of the governing body and the association that brings us all together to kind of be leading the way in, in, you know, to date the largest, you know, uh, consortium of information that's out there. What does that say to the members? What does that say to the community? And how do you, how do you see this being perceived from, you know, just your, your regular run of the mill integrator? Sure. I mean, con- considering we do a lot with Cedia, obviously that's a huge, um, a huge show for us, and, and we do a lot of marketing as well. Um, Vanco, you know, re- relies on Cedia every year to uh, help us with supporting marketing and bringing integrators to us that we haven't even met. And I think what it really shows, and you touched on two points, and Ian really touched on them. Um, the training. I mean, the fact that the training is the fees are being waived. Um, I think Matt, we've talking all multiple times before even on how big training can be and it can even be a form of selling. So at the same time, you, you know, when you're waiving fees for training and learning equipment that, you know, usually requires uh, some kind of cost up front or even, um, you know, a lot more 
time than usual, you, you have those abilities. So opening up that training is absolutely huge. And I think it shows to every single member that uh, they do care and it's important. I mean, it's extremely important to keep people um, up, up to date and advised on what's going on. The other key thing I thought that was really unique in what they're doing is the marketing aspect. I mean, this is a time that marketing is really important, right? And it has to be extremely strategic. Uh, especially even for us, you know, you, you can't send out too much, but you can't send out, you know, too little. And, and there's a fine line in between. And I think being able to have a source to help them with marketing integrators and, and so forth, marketing is huge. I mean, it gives them the ability to, yeah, it's during a downtime, but can I get myself out there? You know, can I get myself out there to other people maybe we've even done business with and can they help us market to them? Um, I think it's great. I think it's a great initiative and it shows a lot of dedication uh, to any member and any vendor too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's a very good point. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, move on to our next story of the day. I, I, I kind of had a follow-up question from what you were talking about there, Mark, but I'm going to tag it into this one. So you might get a twofer. We'll see. All right. uh, this comes to us from Residential Systems. Uh, and uh, our good friend, Henry Clifford, business during the coronavirus, peacetime or wartime, changing your business practices to suit the situation that we're in. Uh, as Henry goes through this article, he, he's touching on kind of the, the difference between there being peacetime CEOs and wartime CEOs and saying that, you know, today we're, we're in a period of war, but there's a lot of people that are still running their, their businesses and, and things like that as if, this isn't going on, that this is there, but it's just another, you know, it, it's the 4th of July sale or, or something like that, which is kind of something you touched on there for a second, Mark. In this article, uh, Henry talks about how there's a lot of changes that they're doing internally in their business. And they took their their typical Wednesday meeting, that's normally just a leadership meeting with a, with a specific agenda, and changed that today, uh, he's talking about last week, and made this a, a meeting about uh, budget cuts, the plan for how they're, they're going to kind of attack this head on, et cetera. Mark, when you, when you see this, he, he touches on some really good things as far as you know, suspending any, any paid travel, any paid tools, demo items, printing, like all, all these things that you know, are easy. They're easy to think about. He also talks about pay raises and new hires that they're not going to do that, but that they're also going to keep a watch on their utilities and their, their courier and freight expenses. This is one of those things where the first two weeks of this, I would kind of argue, uh, it, it was kind of easy to run this as business as usual, mm -hmm. right? There's some changes. Yeah. People are at home. Uh, right. Ian got himself a cool banner. There are things like that that are not that big of a deal if if you're watching this or, or sorry just listening to this and not watching this Ian has a fantastic white big step and repeat with the CDA logo it is it's wonderful uh now i also can't be a little odd and and be curious about what he has on his bookshelf because he's got the banner but i digress <laughs> <laughs> mark when you see this and, and and look at these cuts we'd like to think that all of us as business owners are really good at maintaining a, a solid bottom line, right? That we're looking at these, these situations normally. We're watching travel expenses, all those things, so that they don't get out of hand. In this, to, to paraphrase Henry, in this period of war where we're, we're, we're fighting this, this issue that is affecting our business, are these the cuts that are really, really hard to make? Or is this just a, a slightly exaggerated view of 
normalcy? Um, yeah, I think it's extremely hard because you, there, there's multiple layers to this, right? You don't know exactly when it's going to end. Um, you don't know how long it's going to affect, uh, per se, your category and specific categories you're in. You know, you might be in a security category that allows you to keep business rolling a little better, and you might be in, the, you know, a more theater, home theater uh, system uh, integration, and, and it's going to be a little bit different. So there's so many layers, and yes, it's extremely tough. Um, I think any company is having to look and say, yeah, we have to make cutbacks. I think some of the biggest things up front is, uh, to your point, when you speak of travel, those things stick out right away, but the small things that don't stick out is, you know, even as simple as the ink we're using. You know, we're you look at how much copying and, and um, believe it or not, you still fax every now and then, but even, uh, you know, even printing out for, for uh, any kind of deck that you're going to deliver for any kind of presentation, you know, we even ink, you start realizing all the things that you needed to really save money on and start realizing, wow, yeah, these are really important things. And the, you know, when it comes to cutting, even if, if unfortunately sooner or later, certain companies do have to cut staff, you know, th those things are so difficult to deal with because again, when is, when is this going to end and will your, uh, you know, will your volume ramp back up and, you know, can the government keep us long enough afloat um, with these loans and so forth to, to try to help, you know, keep everything intact. But that's, that's the difficult part. I mean, nothing is easy and it's definitely not normal. And it's been a very challenging situation. We're constantly in meetings you know, and I think that's a good thing when he talks about the peace and everything at the war. That's the good thing is we're probably closer to every leadership and every employee than you've ever been in your life. And uh, it's actually a good thing. And I think you really find out a lot about your company, a lot about your people and a lot about how smart can we be. You know, the most interesting thing to me was when this started hitting, it started hitting in China and it started hitting in, in Taiwan. No, not Taiwan as much. Um, Korea and some of these other countries and as it spread we were on the opposite side of things because we're manufacturers so we're sitting there having war over there at that time well now it's even it peaceful here it's kind of you know a little bit opposite now now we're more on the, the volume side and the sales US and Canada and those states are, are much lower now and now you got China and everyone opening back up so it's been a really interesting transition and I just hope we can almost follow that same transition that other countries have because we really look at it in six to eight weeks. Hopefully things can get back to ramped up to normal. So yeah. hope that wasn't too long winded there, man. No, no, no. That was great. That was great. And, and it's, it's a really good perspective from the manufacturing side to right. know that, you know, you're, you're, you're going to get to deal with this almost in, in the second wave situation. You dealt with Correct. it from the, the supply chain and now it's coming to your, your sales side. So, <laughs> right. Right. So it's you know like why a, I'm uh, it, and then what it, what's interesting is, is to the point of that, that whole entire article, it makes you think about things because at one point, two months ago, we were thinking one way and now two months later, we're thinking a totally different way. So yeah. you have to be extremely flexible and, and they're huge decisions, but ones you, ones you definitely got to think about to make. Yeah, very much so. Ian, is this, is this the time where, it, and, and I, I'm kind of going to dance around this a, a touch, so so bear with me for a second. But is this the time to finally have that kind of um, the term I always use is the, the the come to Jesus meeting with with yourself, with your company, with 
with your employees, with your, your customers, the time to be just absolutely brutally honest and, and understand where you are and, and, and what it's going to take for you as a person, a, a family, a, a business, a company, an employee, what have you, uh, how to come out the other side of this. Is, is this that period where you, you better not mince any words? Yeah. I mean, it's transparency with your staff and with your customers is key. Um, I think that that's one of the big ones. Um, and, and then also right. Being realistic with yourself. If you're that leader, um, you know, we're hearing stories from uh, manufacturers to integrators all over the world that are having to do furloughs or severe budget cuts. Um, the, communication with uh, from the employer to the employees where they're um, cutting uh, salaries down by 20 30 percent but there should we've heard there the transparency though is open there's good communication and the employees are happy that they're keeping their jobs um, understanding that this is what these are the sacrifices that have to be made right now so that everyone can come out of it um, it is definitely troubling times I mean I don't think anyone has seen anything like this even you know, through the 2008 uh, housing market crash in the U.S., people you could still go outside and still go do things and still move into different markets. If they're, you know, the residential market was bad, you could ju- jump into the commercial market. And we're just, there's n- we've never seen anything like this before. And so um, being able to pivot and make those really, really hard decisions, um, not just um, from the top, but as a, as a whole inside of an entire company is is, I think, bringing a lot of people together um, and getting through the hard time. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is definitely that. All right, gentlemen, let's kind of wrap this up with, uh, the, the last story of the day. And I'm, I'm kind of like in the flow of, of how these stories are working out. This is another one from Henry Clifford. So Henry, I I don't know what you owe me, but you owe me something because we never (laughs) do two stories from the same writer. Uh, but you got lucky today and I like them both. So that's, that's what's happening. Uh, coronavirus 2020, this comes to us from a residential tech today, helping the world work from home. Again, this is our friend Henry uh, writing about kind of their company's journey through uh, this quarantine and social distancing and how their, their company Livewire in, in Richmond, Virginia is uh, not only deemed essential as all of us are, and thanks to Cydia for helping uh, make that kind of happen, uh, but uh, essentially how his company is dealing with this, that they are doing things like helping to manage their customers' uh, networks at home. Because of course, as we all know, everybody's at home. And all of a sudden you realize that your uh, ISP router just doesn't cut it when you've got multiple Zoom meetings or what have you, and your kids are playing whatever kids play online these days. Yeah, that sounded really old for me. Um, Notwithstanding, uh, they're also providing remote sales and and servicing of smart home systems, things such as that. They've got ongoing 24-7 remote support of those things, as well as he he talks about some online meeting best practices. You know, I'm gonna come back and, and start with you on this one. Uh, I, I love and hate this article. And let me preface it with this. This is something that I've seen come up a bunch the last three, four weeks. And as soon as, you know, states started to lock down and and all of this started to happen, and especially once integrators were tagged with that essential tag, we started to see 
a lot of people in the industry and loosely connected to the industry start to use that kind of as a banner that they're essential and they can do anything they want. And the government can't tell me no, because I've got a card and it says I'm special and I'm essential. Going into somebody's home is, especially right now, is a very interesting thing. You've got clients who want you there and they don't care about what's going on per se. You have clients that really need you, but don't want you anywhere near them. And then you have business owners trying to flip and, and, and evolve instantly into businesses that they've never touched before. What is the best way? Is there a best way that integrators can, can kind of have that essential badge and still run their businesses effectively without sounding tone deaf? Ooh, tough one. And you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, what integrators are trying to do through through everything. We've been um, we've got a couple weekly conference calls with with volunteers, um, CD volunteers that are throughout the industry and throughout the world, and trying to hear where where they're at. Um, I yeah, it's man. I, I I don't want. I don't think people should take. I mean, this is obviously not only by broken down by country, but by state. You know, mm -hmm. depending on what you're able to do and and where you're able to go. I think a lot of it. You know, be respectful to your clients. Um, if if they feel if you get a vibe from them that they are really hesitant to want to bring you into the home, figure out a way. There is enough technology out there that you can find virtual ways to work with them. Um, if it's not a text, uh, uh, support issue, but it's more of a sales issue, you can do those virtual sales calls. Um, if, if you have, if it's already a client you've worked with and you've got remote remote access capabilities, um, I just found a, a new, um, software called help lightning, um, that allows you to kind of do support, um, with either a, a technician or even a homeowner, uh, with, a. um, virtual platform. It's really, really cool stuff. There are so many options out there. I, I think it's really going to take a lot of people time. I, I, the one thing that I was thinking about a lot, a lot of is that even after we, the orders of the shelter in place get lifted, um, we know that there's still going to be, uh, orders of a certain amount of people can, you know, come together at us at one point. I, I think there's going to be a fear still with a lot of people throughout the rest of 2020. Um, where they're going to be hesitant for people to come in their homes because there's still this, that fear, even though we're, we're through the hard part. Um, I think the, the integrator businesses are just going to need to get as creative as possible, find all the different resources and tools that they can have at their disposal. And I think every client is going to be a little bit different. Um, being flexible is going to be the uh, number one key. Very good. Mark, let, let's kind of wrap this up with you. I think you're well-versed in this and, and you're going to have a, a, an interesting insight because Vanco's got so many different, you know, verticals really uh, within your, within your company. When you see integrators kind of jumping on to different things through this and, you know, I'm, I'm not naming names or doing anything like that, but even in my own local market, the last week and a half, the number of quote unquote IT companies, integrators, what have you, that all of a sudden are 
experts in video conferencing mm -hmm. and how to properly set up and not like in this article, Henry touches on some, you know, really good basic things that you should do when you're video conferencing. But I'm talking about, you know, guys that are trying to spec systems and Hey, you can have the same experience from your office in your house. And these are companies and people that I know as of two weeks ago had no idea what video conferencing was. How do you, as a, as a business, how do you look at opportunities that are out there? And typically you would, you know, identify something, do some research, take some time, determine, a, you know, a market value before you jump in with both feet. Right. How, how do you, what would you recommend to, to companies that are, you know, grasping politely at straws to find some new avenue to jump into because it's something that right now they can do and, and potentially make some money at. Sure. Um, I mean, a lot of it goes back to, first of all, training. I know every, every vendor or every company out there is doing training. So people got to jump on trainings immediately. But I think the biggest thing is in the, even in the article of states, remote, remote access is huge. Okay. If you, if you are capable of getting a reoccurring revenue every month, because you're capable of monitoring a system, whether it be, I mean, whether it be my products right through our IP and someone's TV crashed, if you're capable of going in there, rebooting everything remotely, giving them that service, then you, you know, you're not going to run into those issues of social distancing and so forth. So uh, my recommendation is, I mean, we're, we're doing it as a manufacturer. Anytime you can get a reoccurring revenue um, monthly without having to roll a truck is always going to be one more beneficial for your company, right? And two, I think this is teaching us it could possibly more be, be more beneficial to the customer as well. I mean, let's not forget about how contagious flu and every other virus is out there. I mean, maybe this is just giving us the ability to wake up and say, wow, you know, I've got to focus even as a manufacturer on more abilities for guys to be able to not have to go and roll a truck. How can they troubleshoot and make it simple without having to be in a home, having to be? So I think any integrator or any customer at this point has to go into that training and jump into that remote technology because it, at this point, it's, it's almost impossible. I, I mean, I, I agree with Ian, it's so difficult to, to read a customer and every customer is going to be different. You're going to have one customer says, yeah, I don't care. One customer is going to say, come in a hazmat suit. You know, it's totally different and everyone feels differently. And that's, that's what this world's about. So I think if the customer wants to figure out how, what is, what is the median? What is the answer in between? It is remote servicing. I mean, it has to be. And hardwired system with remote servicing or cloud-based systems with remote servicing is I think where as if, if it isn't already is definitely where it's going to go and it's going to lead in residential and eventually it's going to follow all the way down the road in probably 15 years to commercial as well. So, I mean, I think it's a very interesting wake up call for us and a very interesting time for customers, for manufacturers, for um, integrators, retailers everybody right you're you're finding ways that if we can do things remotely that's the only way I, I, when a situation like this can you can always reoccur revenue and, and i think that's huge i think that's yeah. huge for everyone yeah that's a great point all right gentlemen let's wrap it there thank you both so much for joining us uh mark if people want to connect with you learn more about vanco where can they do that 
They can do that online at vanco1.com, vanco1.com, or look at us on Facebook and Twitter at Vanco International. Excellent. Thank you so much, my friend. Ian, my good friend, if people want to connect with you, learn more about everything that CD has got going on right now, including uh, the, the free access to education, where can they get all that? You can get everything at cedia.net. Um, and anyone needs to contact me directly, it's ibryant at cedia.org. Excellent. Thank you both so much. Uh, for myself, thanks again as well. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avianation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. Thank you.